<laughs> Welcome to Drunken Sisters Review. I'm Ann Dahl, and this is my sister Mary. And we are reviewing Enola Holmes this week. I wasn't really excited to watch this movie, actually. I was too, though admittedly when they announced it, I thought it was a TV show, so I was a little mm -hmm. disappointed it was a movie instead of several episodes of the story. Yeah. I'm hoping they make a second one because they definitely left some stuff up in the air where you're like, but... I'm actually hoping they adapt it to become a series after that. Like, this is an introductory movie that they do sometimes, mm -hmm. and then they make a TV show after that. That could be cool. But, I mean, that would be hard to get the actors that are in there. I mean, Helena Bonham Carter... Uh, yeah, well, and I expect Brown. that Helena Bonham Carter probably would not be a major character the whole way through. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, she'd be important, but I think she would have, like, she did in the she show, where she was more flashback moments. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Whereas Henry Cavill, you know, he could be recording this in the off-season of The Witcher, you know, when he's yeah. not recording The Witcher, then he'd be recording this, well, sure. which is more or less what he did, I think. True, yeah, and his part, what I did actually like, too, because I thought he was going to be in the movie more. As being that Sherlock Holmes character, I thought he was going to be more integral to the plotline and and probably in in certain ways I figured he would overshadow the Enola Holmes character and and he did not and I mm. and in the end he actually sort of reveled in her successes which I really enjoyed that aspect right. of it I think yeah I I really hope they do make a show or another movie because they they showed that he kind of enjoyed the competition and I want to mm -hmm. see more of that it did not surprise me how he was not more of a part of the movie because there's a book I read but it's a steampunk book so that's mm -hmm. the only reason that it's not a direct connection to these but it was Sherlock Holmes niece not sister okay and it had that same feel and everything and like Sherlock had that amount of presence in that one gotcha so they felt a lot like I was watching an adaptation of that book so he was in there about as much as I was hoping for but it was and I, I'm glad they did this but he was his apathy in the beginning, or his distancing, like what appeared to be apathy, his yeah. distancing <clears throat> in the beginning, was obnoxious. Like you wanted to be like, it's Sherlock Holmes. He's gonna be the friendly uncle that helps out. I mean, like, Holmes, like it'll still be see, Holmes. I didn't expect that because like Holmes not friendly, not, friendly, yeah. but like helpful uncle. You know. And he was, but eventually, he, eventually, he was but very hands off yeah. in the but, beginning. But um. You know, and I think they did a good job of kind of playing his character in the way that he realized that he had been, like, a shit brother. You know what I mean? Where he's, like, I, and and Enola point was it Enola? No, it wasn't Enola that pointed it out. It was, it was the, the tea shop owner. Yeah. Yeah, and she's, like, yeah, you can see the flaws in what our society has, but you have absolutely no motivation in changing it. That's why you're not political, mm. is because it works for you. Mm -hmm. It's not bothering you. It's not negatively impact, impacting your your personal life. Mm -hmm. And so I, it was really interesting to see that, in I think in his particular character, as such a small point in the in the storyline where he was able to put himself in his sister's shoes and his mother's shoes and be able to stand and say like, uh, yeah, I screwed up. And I wasn't very good, and she deserved better. Um, in mm. a very small, like I said, small, very small role, actually, for somebody who's pretty big. Yeah, it was still, I mean, he was constant throughout the mm. movie, so it's not like he's barely there. He is probably the second biggest character in the whole movie. Third, I'd say. 
Maybe I don't four. think the Viscount counts as second biggest. He's He has importance, but he's not there as often as Sherlock. I mean, he, I don't know, screen time might be really similar, actually. But, well, and that's, that's again, the cool thing about this. Like, is this the most well-written thing that's ever been made? No. But you and I would have flocked to this movie so hard when we were kids. Like, mm-hmm. we would have watched this every weekend for years on end to have that character of, of Enola in... And the way that she kicks butt and completely unapologetic for who she is, mm-hmm. like, um, and so logical. Like I love when um, they're complaining about the shape of her body, and she's like, "My hips are so that my legs can work. So why do a I function need to... of legs? Like, what are you talking about? Why do I need something else? I'm like, yes, girl. Well, and then the other, with the logic too. But later on, she does adapt to those looks because mm-hmm. it's useful for what she needs. Yes. And so it's not because she's trying to, she believes in the beauty standards or she's mm-hmm. trying to fit in. She's, well, I mean, like sort of trying to fit in, but fit into her purposes. Well, it's almost like the headmistress said when she was dressing her up um, or talking to her about it was, I'm going to teach you what you need in order to to use society in a way. Like, to, to uh, I don't remember exactly what she said, but... And there was sense in that. Like, these are the rules. Uh-huh. And and I think we all get stuck with that in a lot of ways. What, these are the rules, and you have to learn how to use the rules. And and so she... The thing is, the, the headmistress meant it in a much more traditional way. You're going right. to use the rules to find yourself a well, well-standing husband and, and have your kids. But... Um, Anola's like, I use the rules to get what I need to get done, and then right. I throw that stuff to the ground. And right, exactly. I think that's one of the big things that this the movie points out the whole way through, is that a lot of people, these rules become a cage. Mm-hmm. They're, they're what you are expected, this is what you do, you do not fear from it. Mm-hmm. And Anola sees the cage... Well, at first she's out, like, she's not in the cage. She's never experienced the cage. So when she is confronted with it, she sees it as exactly that, a cage. But then... Well, and so much of the physical trappings at the time for women were literal cages. And they they (laughs) create symbolism with that, too, Mm -hmm. when she gets attacked and her corset ends up being armor. Mm Mm-hmm. And she actually makes comment about, like, she had hated it before, but she was like, I knew that there'd be some use for this. Right. You can utilize the cage for your own benefit. You can take it and make it something else. But at the same time, she's working to change that cage. So she's not just, I'm going to use it to my benefit and let it still exist. She still does things to make a change so that that cage goes away eventually. Yeah. To me, like, okay, we find out that her mother is a legit terrorist, or planning to be. Right. And whatever her benevolent meaning behind becoming a terrorist, she's gonna kill people. She's got massive amounts of bombs built up. And And, um, (laughs) the kind of bombs that throw nails and stuff like that, too, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. They were, I mean, they were massive explosions. talking about an explosive this size right that's not going to be small and uh she was doing it in a way 
that was supposed to be, uh, you know, in an effort for women's suffrage, for all people's suffrage, is kind of what I got the idea behind the story was. But in particular, her inspiration was Enola, mm-hmm. and having Enola be able to have a freedom that she didn't get to have, and at least not until her husband had died and her sons were grown. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it, the the thing with that to me is, it was. It felt sort of forced, like, your mother is dangerous. Like, the boys know. Like, this is weird. Sherlock and and Mycroft are like, mom's dangerous. Mm. Especially Mycroft. Yeah, I was going to say, Mycroft does because he enjoys the the trappings. Like, like, Sherlock accepts them. They're beneficial to him so he doesn't fight them. Mycroft enjoys them. He, Mycroft, and in, in all of Mycroft's formats that I've seen, has always been somebody that enjoyed power. Right. And, and this, and... the the system, especially at that time, even today, but the system really benefited him. And Very so he enjoyed that system. explicitly and with the exclusion of all <clears throat> and others. So his mother was a threat to him. True. And so that's why he considered her a danger. Mm-hmm. Not just because she was actually potentially going to blow people up, because he had no idea about that. Right, yeah. He was threatened by the change in power. Mm-hmm. Sherlock, I don't think, considered her dangerous in Until that Until he found the bomb. Yeah, but even, even then, then, he, he was, was very laissez-faire. He was, I know. Yeah. That's like, he's I like, she might... Like, it just blows my mind. Like, that to me, like, that's where the show kind of lost me a little bit. The movie lost me a little bit because it was like, okay, so I get it. She's working for change. Maybe she's, you know, a spy working and maneuvering and doing all this stuff. I was kind of waiting for that to come through. And then you're like, oh, no, she's going to kill people. Uh Like, a significant number of people. This is not like an assassin sort of situation either. This is, we're going to blow up town square. We're going to blow up parliament and sort of level destruction. And and even though they never expressly say that, when you find crates and crates and crates of big old bombs, there's not a whole lot of other options. And even Enola's like, oh, mom, this is not good. Right. And instead of being like, holy mother Christ, like what are you thinking? If I hadn't watched the other Sherlock stuff, you know, especially the BBC show. No, I don't, I mean, like, I think he had been like, oh, well, this is not good, but he's very, he's a, uh, I always mix up psychopath and sociopath. He's a sociopath, I think. But, so he doesn't necessarily, and if you carry that into these characters, if you believe that, in that sense, that they don't but see he's not in this the emotional story. trappings of social... And things. If you then you kinda get that a little bit. Like Anola doesn't have it as bad, but she she has been brought up by this mom who sees the ends justifying the meat. So in a way they all kinda have that. You right. see it in Minecraft too. He's totally. willing to No, I but, get that. So to them it's not as extreme as it is to other people. See, like it's but, still bad. Like Anola's like this is bad. Yeah. But I know, but <clears throat> To me, in this story, like so many other stories, and honestly, I haven't read the original Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, so I can't sit down and compare that to to the original. I think I read um, one a long time ago, but I don't remember. Like, I remember the Baskerville Hound. I think I remember parts of it. Right. But, but I don't remember it enough to be able to... I, and if I had read it, I was so young, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to... <laughs> 
I wouldn't have been able to like psychoanalyze Sherlock at the time that I had read it. Right. Well, and I don't think that I honestly don't think his books like he's cold. He's precise. He's very. But he's not inhuman, and I got that very well from this, which I thought was interesting compared to other Holmes genres because or not genres I guess Holmes in general is a genre but Uh um I all of them had a humanity that I think tends to get lost otherwise and and yes there is that logic but I think you and I more emotional than Holmes and them but still tend to compartmentalize quickly right yeah I would say we are definitely less expressive less uh outwardly yeah. emotional yeah. than most people yeah and especially in in high intensity things you and i tend to be like this is the thing that needs to get done and let's do it and then like freak out like six months later we're like that really flipping happened right so i feel like that is more where those characters were like mycroft is deeply emotional in right. reality like he is it he is Anger driven. Yes. He's power driven. But uh, so for me, it makes sense. So Mycroft is more deeply affected by their dad. Their mm-hmm. dad played a bigger role in his life, and I the mom played weird... a bigger mm-hmm. role in Sherlock and Nolan. Right, and I almost felt like, and I, it was never said in the show, and so this I'm probably just making up all in my head, but it felt like she got married, the mother got married, and I don't remember her name, Helena Bonham Carter got married. Mm-hmm. And she had the good match. That was respectable and blah, blah, blah. She did what she had to do, and Mycroft was the price. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, here is your firstborn son. He's yours. Right. These ones are mine. And so Sherlock, and most especially Enola, were um, hers. And I, I kind of get to, because Mycroft never, like, he's smart, but he's not, like, the, the like, I would say Mycroft, so if you use terms that we use now, Mycroft is gifted. Mm-hmm. Sherlock and Enola are highly gifted. They're intensely yeah. gifted. And mm-hmm. so that's why they don't fit in with society. That's why they don't necessarily follow the rules. Yeah. That's why, you know. And so, and not to say that, like, intensely gifted people lack emotion or sociopaths no. or anything. Like, that's actually less likely. And I, I, I think... That, that their behavior, to what I want to say in a minute, but, but their, I think their behavior is actually taught because they are more directly affected by the mom. Mm-hmm. So to them, it would make sense that they're not surprised that she's willing to go that far because they are the product of her, mm-hmm. and Mycroft is the product of the dad. Okay. Well, and what I was thinking too is, so much of the time we look at at Sherlock in particular because he's the one that we get to see the most as being a sociopath, as being detached, but the fact that Sherlock can read people so well. Somebody who really doesn't understand human emotion could not interpret human behavior in the Mm -hmm. way that he's able to. So for me, and I think Enola Holmes does a really good job for both Enola and for Sherlock, that they're actually much more deeply emotional than most Holmes stories give the Holmes family credit for. Um, they're just not reactive. Well, and I also feel that we feel that Sherlock is more approachable, more human um, in this movie, not because he is, like, not because he's so different. I think what it is is, so he is the bridge between Mycroft and Enola. He's mm-hmm. the one who had, like, he had the father's influence. 
Right. And, and, but she, he, and he died before And Noah so he be was Noah. raised with the trappings and everything and being brought up around Mycroft and being expected to be this and that. But he didn't have the same expectations that Mycroft would have had. Right. And, but, and that also allowed him a little bit more freedom and also the influence of the mm-hmm. mom. And but Anola is the one who humanizes him because you see him grow warmer he, and yeah. more emotional. Mm-hmm. And like it's not actually emotional he, by normal standards, but compared to where he starts by the end. And I mm-hmm. think it's that he is kind of that sociopath because he's had to be. Right. Yeah. And no, I, I and Anola's innocence mm-hmm. and still existing warmth that hasn't been beaten out of her brings him back mm-hmm. to remembering that he has emotions, allowing right. him to have emotions. Right. Well, and you know, let's talk about Enola, because I feel like we got caught up on Sherlock, and which is an interesting character to talk about, but Enola is, is this story, and which I think I got us on the whole Sherlock thing, because I was talking about how surprised I was that Sherlock was such a minor character. You keep expecting him to come in and rescue her, and he doesn't. Ever. And, ever. Yeah. And it's wonderful. It's so great. She gets her shit together and does it herself, or she fails, or she almost fails, or she, you know, pulls her thing together, and she takes care of herself. She makes her own decisions. She fights her own battles. She saves the the, the love interest. Right. She does all and of she that. And she proves herself to be on a near equal footing, even with the mm-hmm. detective work. She does. She actually, she shows herself to be that with mm-hmm. time, she could, if not be his equal, surpass him. Mm-hmm. Um, not if not. But and like, that's <laughs> another thing that's different going back to the Sherlock differences. Every other Sherlock interpretation would have been pissed. And he is proud right. of her. Like, openly proud that he gets his butt handed to her. Um, and, and, and I, I feel that that's more fitting to somebody that's as intelligent as Sherlock is supposed to be too. That he would want the challenge, challenge. Mm-hmm. and, uh, and a, a friendly challenge. Yeah, a friendly, as opposed to what we see in like the BBC Sherlock, where it's um, um, Moriarty. Yeah, where Moriarty is a challenge, but it's his enemy. Mm-hmm. But his enemy is his friend because he is his challenger, his equal. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas Enola, there's it's it's a warmth. Mm-hmm. There is a, he wants her to succeed. We're going to excel with each other. Yeah. We're going to make each other better people. Mm-hmm. And, like, what was neat, too, that I think gets lost a lot, so much with the powerful female stories, is you, they either give up the love interest completely, mm-hmm. or they give into the love interest completely Mm -hmm. and this one didn't really do that no she did not end up like at 16 getting married to this kid and all that stuff but there was this essence like we'll meet again and we're not done right i'm not done becoming me which makes me also it's it's another one of those things that makes me hopeful that there's more Mm -hmm. because it it was they are a love interest but it's not like a typical romance Mm -hmm. i mean for one, I think she barely, because she's so new to interacting with other people, mm-hmm. she barely even understands that she has a romantic well, interest. He's, yeah, and that's true, because at first it's just like, we're friends. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, right. He's an inconvenience that I'm going to keep alive for a while. Right. And that's really what it is. And then she's like, crap, I'm going to keep him alive for longer than I thought I would And And it's so cool. Like, I watched, I was really excited to watch this, um with my daughters and um some people might not watch this with kids as young as mine but 
I didn't think it was bad. There wasn't cussing, no. really. There wasn't sex. The violence was relatively limited compared to most right. violence and today. I feel like a lot of the violence was there's a bad guy, but the good guy fights back. And then right. Enola fights back. She holds mm-hmm. her own. Exactly. And even when she's not perfect at something, she figures out how to get out of the situation. Right. And, and there were a couple parts, uh, my daughters, I have twins, and they're five, almost six years old, and there were a couple parts where they got a little nervous, and all I had to let them know is, it's okay, honey, it's going to be okay, and they were fine, but um, it, it was so, they loved it. They loved everything about it. They loved the fact that she was powerful, that she was intelligent, that she was fighting, because mm-hmm. they are super secret ninja princess warriors, my daughters, and uh, that's what her son taught them. They are super secret <laughs> ninja princess warriors, and they, they've been that since they were three. And uh, But on top of that, she's still feminine. There's still love interests, and mm-hmm. you know... And, and that doesn't mean that everyone has to be feminine or anything like that. But it is something that, again, a lot of times you get stuck. Well, and that's, I think you get to be a pretty girl who likes to enjoy girly things. She's feminine. Or do you get to be a strong person? Well, I think what's interesting is she's feminine when it's useful to her. Otherwise... Which is not unfeminine either. Right. Well, you know, she, and she's, I suppose that's true. She's, she's, she's female... But I think that when she, like, when we think of feminine, when we think of dressing up or, or being mm-hmm. soft or being whatever, she, she's feminine when it's useful to her. When it, yeah. it, it is a purpose. But, I mean, she's ultra feminine when it's useful to her. I don't, because I, I think that her default is not necessarily feminine, it's just human. Mm. She is vulnerable because some, she's a kid who's on her own figuring things out. That's mm-hmm. not feminine, that's human. Right. I think that and she's, she's still... soft because she's still young and she hasn't yeah. had it beaten out of her and she's and that's not feminine that's human so mm-hmm. like I think the only reason it seems like it's feminine one because it's a girl doing it but two because it's a Victorian girl who has to be in a dress most of the time anyway but she doesn't have to be she doesn't right. actively choose to but be but I think that's the only clothes. reason she, why she's her... in her relaxed state she's still in women's clothing when she's the type of girl that if she wanted to be in slacks then she would have been in slacks and her mother would have encouraged that so that's where i'm going from that point not saying i get what you're saying too and i agree with that that and i think that's kind of the nice thing about the the viceroy is he's not overtly masculine you know Mm -hmm. what i mean he's he's a boy and he's in right but other than that he's not like he's into botany he loves flowers, which right. is actually very common for that time period, a very common thing for men to be into botany. Right, a lot of things that we consider feminine now were actually masculine back then, yeah. and what was masculine, or what's masculine now mm-hmm. was feminine back mm-hmm. then. Like the color pink and the color blue? Right, mm-hmm. and that's, or the, their, their similarities are actually what I find interesting, because even though they are clearly, like, they clearly are, um, their identities are girl and boy, they're not really all that different, mm-hmm. and they don't seem to expect the other to be yeah. all that different. It's true, yeah, and that, I think that was a nice thing where, yeah, he's Im- surprised that she doesn't know to, how to embroider. But that's because he actually knows. I think he, Did like, he the know? way he wears it is like, children were he loud, so knows. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, you don't know how to embroider? Who doesn't know how to embroider? <laughs> right, and so, yeah. 
And I couldn't have been misreading that, but that's what it felt like when he said that well, to me. Well, and it couldn't, like, you know, there are certain things where you're just like, it, it, when everybody in a society knows something and those roles are so mm-hmm. well, that it would well, be like, surprising yeah, actually, to back run into then, a woman at that it time. It was considered, there was, uh, and I don't remember where I read it, but there was a, a little list, and I think Chris shared it with me, of what guys were expected to be able to do back right. then. Because there is a period of time where they are bachelors and have to take care of themselves, and that so it included cooking and so you know how to do darn your own socks and sew yeah. on your own buttons. So and take things care that we consider feminine now were considered life skills for everybody back and they then. Really should still be considered. Yeah, life they skills. should. But but I think that what actually like if you go back to gender roles within the show, mm-hmm. that's what makes the two, the um the vice the viscount and Anola really interesting. Is that everybody else, even to a certain degree, Sherlock, are are very. This is a, my role in society. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm expected to do. This is what you're expected to do. Mm-hmm. And those two are just kind of like, no, I don't want to. I'm gonna <laughs> hop on a train and get the hell out of here. Right? Yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they both did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. I'm gonna go. Yeah. We're well, just gonna leave here and not participate. And then they, they they support each other yeah. in a sense now. Even though they kind of pick at each other and they're not like immediately yeah. bosom friends or anything like that. They mm-hmm. don't pick at each other's choice to be in control of their own lives. Yeah. It's almost that sort of like flirtatious. For him, he had more of that flirty pick. Yeah, For but- her, she has absolutely no experience of men. Really, right? Of of, of and that. she has and so zero she, patience for that flirtation. That's true. And so at first she's like, "I don't like you, and I don't like what you're doing," and and that was it. And then she's like, "Kind of like you. I feel responsible for you. I don't hate well, you enough to want you to die." Once so. he realize, like, the more he starts to realize that she is not like the others he's encountered, that flirtiness starts to actually disappear a little mm-hmm. bit. Like he's still. Friendly, still playful, because I think that's just his natural character to be right. kind of playful. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not that aggressive flirty. That it tends to happen so much where, you know, it, it, they're in your face flirty. They're, you know, which there's good things and bad things about that. You know, there's a lot of dynamics where women really enjoy that mm-hmm. sort of thing or men really enjoy that sort of thing and, and whatever. But it's... Uh, it, I think it's nice at their age range in particular, because they're both supposed to be about 16 years old, right. that it's not that. That it's like, he's flirting, he's playing, he's poking, and then he's like, huh, that's not really her style. I really like her. Right. And okay, it's nice to talk to, to somebody and actually talk. a little bit. Yeah. And so, and, and not aggressive in the sense, you know, yeah, I like think hair what, pulling like, aggressive or anything like that. It's that, like, and like challenge I, When he first realizes she's a she. There is that flirty mm-hmm. but I think he he lets it go really fast because it's not getting him anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then what you see, like I think because it started out as flirtiness, a lot of people still misread it as flirtiness later, especially since there's sort of a, a well, romance. They are kind of flirty, yeah, but they're but not like. I feel like it's more like witty banter. Like if you mm-hmm. took the emotions that eventually develop out, uh huh, they would still be talking to each other like that. It was more about the friendship than it was about the flirtation. So even if there was flirtation there, whether you see that or not, whether you think that or not, it was 100% about friendship. Because there are friends, boy-girl friends, that have almost a flirty nature, but nothing's ever going to come from mm-hmm. it, and, and everybody's cool with that. 
Um, and it would be nice, actually. Like, I, I think they did well with the, the romance, and I think that the... It would have been nice if they'd landed as friends. Yeah, I actually would And they still that. might. You know, if they do do a second one where you explore more of the mother storyline, they might actually just end up with friends. And, like, right. and that could be a really nice way to have that. It would really be nice to get to see Enola come of age. Like, yeah. to see the whole process and have her turn into a solid adult... Who... That'd be kind of neat to watch Millie Bobby Brown create those characters, right. you know, like the way they did with. She does such about a good a, job. It about a boy. So you could totally do it with an all homes because it's just sixteen to adulthood. Right. And that's the that is three such movies, a, yeah. and you'd be there. Or you know, three seasons of a show or whatever. You're like, could we get a show? You're pushing the show. I aspects. really wanted a show. Because. <laughs> Like, it you give so much show. more and so much more in depth. It would have been a better show, I'm not going to lie, because you could have gone into the whole storyline with the mother. And, yeah. and I know out. I edited it out of our earlier videos, but when we talked about it in our earlier videos, I was like, I'm going to binge this. And then, so, like, the um, next day I got on it and I was like, shit, it's a movie. <laughs> I have binged it for the whole two hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> left happy and dissatisfied <laughs> but it's like yeah so yes i would really love for them to turn it into a show like yeah. i i think they could even with how they've started with the movie mm -hmm. they could easily be like this is a movie that introduced the character and now we're doing the show right and have her do to, like a storyline of, of mystery solving or something like that right yeah and like the overarching story would be her coming of age and each episode would be her solving some mm -hmm. sort of mystery so, overall, I'm going to say that this is a really great movie. I really hope they make a second movie or turn it into a TV series. Because it would be really neat to see both Enola... Well, not both. All three. Because I hated Mycroft, but... Yeah, but um, I think they could do I something I think they could him. advance him, mm -hmm. especially with the headmistress, too. Because they have that possibility to play with that a bit a more. weird thing. Yeah, that was weird. But, um, um, I would really like to see the development of Enola, mm -hmm. the Viscount, and Sherlock. Yes. Um, those three, I think, I'm most interested in, yeah. like, seeing yeah. more of them and seeing their relationships with each other grow. Yeah. And like I said, I, I very much enjoyed this. I did not think it was the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I love the fact that this exists. I love this for the kid that I was, you know, the, the young preteen would have attached to this. I love it for my daughters, and I mm -hmm. think this is absolutely something that you should show your kids. You know, even if it's... I think it's amazing in, in that regards. It's not the greatest thing that's ever been written. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I'm happy to watch it again. And I, But the points that it makes, the way that it addresses everything, that makes me really excited for it. And I'd like to say that it, it takes something that's familiar in Sherlock. Mm -hmm. You know, it's taking something that's beloved and familiar, but it's bringing a new spin to it and yep. doing it well. Yes. So, uh, you know, if you want to stick with something that you know you like, if you like Sherlock, if you like Victorian mystery, mm -hmm. if you like that sort of thing, this is new and it's still really well done and it's very uh, interesting characters. And yeah. Even though I dislike Mycroft, I do think there's depth to his character and that could be developed even more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that will be, that is it for this one. Mm -hmm. Um... It, please, if you like this review, please hit the like button. If you want to see more of it, please hit the subscribe button. If you want to keep updated on all the videos that we post on this channel, um, which isn't just the review, there's also uh, drawing stuff, and who knows, maybe one day we'll uh, 
strike out and do other things with our drunken stuff. Who knows? Um, so many things we can yeah. do while we're drunk. <laughs> but if you want to keep updated on when videos are posted, uh, click the little bell icon below. Also, if you if you have thoughts on Anola Holmes, on what we've said, on what you would like to see us do, please comment below. Yep. Just keep it nice and respectful and we're good. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. Let's do it. So, Let's um, get a refill. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we're going to drink more and then we're going to record our next one for the following week. So, yeah. Hopefully you'll be joining us then too. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, he's so, he's so ticked off. He's like, why do you even do this? <laughs>